Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. Our guest on Grief and Rebirth podcast today is Sylvia Blatt, who lives in Belgium. Sylvia's travails have included cancer, not once but twice, experiencing the pain of bullying, enduring emotional abuse, struggling with both an eating disorder and depression, and divorce. Today, Sylvia is going to share with all of us her truly inspiring personal story of grief and rebirth. We are all going to learn how in the world Sylvia found her way through this incredibly tough ride that was her life to discovering a drive and resilience within herself that has led her to self-discovery and joy. Hello, Sylvia. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Welcome to Grief and Rebirth Podcast. I want to thank you from my heart for your courage in sharing with our many compassionate listeners your amazing and very inspiring story. Let's begin our interview today by having you tell us about your very difficult, painful childhood that forced you to grow up way too fast and become the parent at way too young an age. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, very grateful for that. Um, so, yeah, my yeah, growing up, yeah, that uh, was actually... Yeah, very difficult. I, I didn't have a choice. Like, um, my parents are both, um, mental disabled and my both brothers also. So, and me being normal. So I was quickly pushed in that role of like, okay, you have to be the parents and uh, do all the stuff. And, but I was only a child. So I didn't know what to do. And I was just like surviving and helping. Yeah, in ways that I thought, um, yeah, that I could. I just did my best, but it wasn't uh, easy. So, yeah, I didn't have time to connect when I was little with other children. I was, yeah, bullied a lot because, yeah, my parents didn't take care of me and I didn't know what self-care was at that point. So, uh, it was, <laughs> so, yeah, that was a difficult, uh, yeah, just... Yeah, no friends and then no one and, and yeah, just they they were mean and and, and then the, the stuff at home and, and yeah, my, my mom couldn't handle my, my little brother when he was like yeah, disabled and it health issues and it was difficult and yeah, eventually um, they took him away because yeah, it was it was too hard. But yeah, me and my older brother we were still at home and my mom was very yeah, yeah, she was in lots of pain, so it was, yeah. Wow, how horrible for you. Was yeah. your older brother okay, or was he also mentally disabled? He's also mentally disabled, but not as, uh, not in the degree as my uh, little brother. So, but, it, 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 yeah, I was taking care of him and just, 
with my mom and, and my dad and just seeing all the violence around. So it was horrible. Oh my God, Sylvia. Yeah. My heart goes out to you. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. Were there any adults outside of your home who were helping you at all to give you any role models or to, to try to assist you in any way? Yeah, there was uh, like, um, how do you call it in English? Um, social workers. Okay. So in the, in the week, I, I had to go uh, there um, to like make my homework and stuff, but it was not all the time. But there, that was my role model of, yeah, there is something else. And, of course, my, my godmother, uh, um, yeah. The times that I could ex ex uh, escape at home, I did. I was uh, at other places, like, just to relax a little bit and not, like, being yeah, in that hell. Um, but, yeah, in, in the other way, they, yeah, they did their best and... and yeah, it was oh, very painful, painful for them also, like losing their, their child and then mental disabled and, and they weren't aware of, of like, yeah. And your brother couldn't handle that, I guess, because eventually he took his own life, right? Uh, my little brother, yeah, but that's... Oh, that's your little more, brother took his own life. Yeah, 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 not my older brother. My older brother uh, uh, did different attempts, um, but that's later in life. And, I, and yeah, at one point I just, yeah... Oh my help God! So much, but but I could see like I couldn't help him, and and eventually I was uh, yeah I was getting sick, and I had to choose for myself for the first time. So I, I had to let him go, and but in a way it was life forcing me like you're this is not living. It's you can't help them. They they can't grow because you're in the way. So you have to help yourself first. <laughs> How wonderful! How old were you when you came to this realization that you? It was time for you to take care of you. Um, that was with my uh, second diagnosis when they said, like, yeah, you're incur uh, incurable. And it was like, uh, what? Uh, I No, it was actually when, when I was helping my aunt. She was diagnosed with a brain tumor, terminal brain tumor. And I was oh, helping God. her. And I was like, I want to... How old were you at this time? Were you still a teenager? Were you like 12 or 8 or 16? No, no, no. This is, this is way uh, later in, in life. Uh, my first time cancer was like 26 years old. And then the diagnosis of my aunt was like uh, uh, 27. And then my, and she died when I was 28. And wow. then 29, I was diagnosed with yeah, incurable cancer. The viewing of the medical world that I yeah, didn't You're believe. amazing. You're yeah. amazing. Well, yeah. now that you talked about cancer... And by the way, was this aunt your godmother? No, no. But it was someone else. Yeah, it was someone else. But yeah, I was someone like no one in the family didn't want to help her. So that rescuer in me was like, okay, I'm going to help her because I just went through, through cancer. And it was like, yeah, I, I just had this calling of helping her. And I stood by her, by her side and we, we did everything. But it was... It was horrible for me to see the other side of cancer because I, I was just done with my process, chemotherapy, radiation, breast amputation, everything. Right. I thought like, yes, I survived this. And then it's like, oh, now you can see the other side of cancer. And, and I, I, yeah, I was there with the first diagnosis until her last breath. And then it was, it was oh just... Oh, my gosh. It was oh my very gosh. Yeah, hard and... and yeah, it took a lot of me. And, and that's where the first time I saw, like, I can't 
save anyone. It's like it's time for me like to take care of myself and, and start to live my life. And but then yeah, the, the second diagnosis came and it was like, what? It's my time to go now. So it's like, what now? It, the first time that I decide to live my life, I can't anymore. Because you came so, back. Yes. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, how? But you say you're amazing. And by the way, our our listeners can't see you, but you're so pretty. And it's amazing because I know that you've cried so much and you don't really see it in your face. There's a light in you. So mm-hmm. I want to know, you say that cancer became a blessing in your life. What was the personal message in this for you? Oh, yeah. First, it was like a curse. But then when I finally surrendered to what it was yeah, trying to do with my life and like, yeah. Um, so at first, when you you receive the diagnosis of cancer, we we get yeah we have to we ha- always have to be strong and positive and like fight and and all this stuff. But that didn't work for me. That was actually like yeah, it came back and and afterwards I was fighting, fighting, fighting. But it wasn't changing. So yeah, I wasn't living. I wasn't. I, it was just yeah. And it's, yeah, I want to become a mom or a career woman or, or one of those two. But now cancer was like, no, you can't. So I'm take that, taking that away or like taking care of others. It's like, no, you can't anymore. So that's when, when I had to say to my older brother for the first time and to my family, no, I, I can't take care of you now because I have to take care of myself. I'm dying. So it's like I'm really forced now because otherwise I I was too stubborn. I was just, yeah. That's amazing. So first, so first your childhood with everybody being so needy took you away from you. And then mm-hmm. the health issues took you away from you. But in a way, it gave you a chance to say to everybody, I can't take care of you anymore. Now it's yeah. the time for me to start to take care of myself. Yes, 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 absolutely. The first time I didn't listen because uh, afterwards I was taking care of my aunt and, and still I was like, yeah, I wasn't seeing myself and all the trauma that I went through and all the stuff and, and that was needed to be healed. But I, for me, it was always surviving, surviving, surviving. Just I didn't know that was necessary. But now life and cancer was helping me to, to go within and heal myself from with all those traumas in, in life. And, um, and when I was like forced to like, yeah, giving up, um because yeah the doctors were saying no you can't become a mom and career woman and i wanted to travel but i couldn't because i i i had to be back in the hospital for my uh, three weekly treatment and all the stuff and it was like yeah but i don't why do i why do i need to stay then it's like this is not living this is not not my way of living because i want to be a mom i want to be a career woman i want to take care of others and you say I can't. So it's like, yeah, then I don't see the point for to stay. Then it's like, I'm giving up. I'm like, then, then I'm dying. It's like, I don't want the treatments anymore. I, want, I don't want it all. And there is actually the first time that I finally like went into grieving, really like crying all my dreams out. And, and yeah, yeah, for the first time, really like breaking down. But um and giving up, but it wasn't um, live. I was giving up. I was actually the fighting. I was giving up. 
because after crying and crying and, and like being yeah at the bottom of, of the sea or just below that, like you're so young and you never lived and um yeah, after yeah, a few weeks, months I, I, I finally like was cried out and I, and and I say to myself like okay I, I can't control the situation um so I have a choice now it's like okay what what is it that I'm what I can control and the only thing that I could control at that point is it was myself so it was like what is it that I'm going to do with the rest of my life I don't know how, how long I have so what is it that, that I'm going to do and I'm going to keep like wanting the past or like wanting the future but that isn't possible so it's life was forcing me like to be in the now and just like uh, yeah do the things that I love but it's like what 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 is that and and who am I and and, and what is it that I love because I, I didn't know that I, I know everyone else their their needs and their what they love and and so it was there I, I discovered myself for the first time and yeah that you came to this by yourself you didn't come to this with anyone saying to you sylvia you need to focus on you sylvia you have you don't have control but you do have control over your choices or your attitude this all came to you no one yeah. said this to you no yeah but i did lots of lots of research research first in the medical world so like fighting 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 and seeing all those other women die and just like trying to find like examples i was just that i couldn't so i was getting frustrated then it's like oh i can't yeah and then finally i was like yeah but that's like yeah i, I did a lot on intuition i think i i don't know what Do you it feel means. that there was a higher um a source a higher a higher uh, way um that is helping you no, at, that, at that point at that point, not. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, aware of it. I just right. like was. I was good at handling things and so and and yeah, surviving and just following my heart, like doing my own thing, like I always did in my life. Always take care. I did not take care, but like survive. Yeah, and, and um, but I didn't know at that point it was actually my heart that was guiding me. But I didn't know that at, at that point. So I knew like. Deep inside of me, I, there was always something. There is a way. There is a way. But but I, with the mind, I couldn't find it. So I, I was first, yeah, searching outside of myself a lot. And it was when I was like breaking down and all the fighting, letting go of the fighting, that I discovered myself. And and that's where my healing took place. That's where where uh, life finally could flow through me again. That's where I finally learned for the first time what actually enjoying meant because before I didn't know what that word, yeah, what, what it was. So it was like going yeah, in the garden and the flowers and all the stuff. And, and yeah. Um, now you, you said that the, when you got the second cancer diagnosis, they, mm -hmm. did they tell you you were not going to make it or, or, or did they say there's hope and you're going to be okay? 
No, no. They said like, uh, yeah, now it's, it's back. So that's, it's, yeah, you're not curable anymore. We don't know how long you have. We have these treatments and, and after this, another one, but then we can't help you anymore. We can, we don't know the, the, the time or how long it is. With some people, it's six months, other is two years, sometimes longer, but it's like, no, no. It, and, and, and they also said like, yeah, you're so young, so it's not in your advantage. Um, so yeah, it, it was, yeah. Terrible. It's, so, yeah. but in spite of that, in a way with a death sentence over you, you mm-hmm. were, you were still determined for however long you had to, to think about a future and to find yourself. That's amazing. Yeah, but no, it, it was not about thinking about my future because there I wasn't thinking about the future, but I was really living in the now because I wasn't worrying. I was taking my focus of like dying and cancer and fighting. And it was, I was taking it back to like living and what is it that I want to do and what is it what I love and also self-love because I didn't know what that was. And at that point, my hair was, wasn't growing back and I had troubles and, and, and um, there I did mirror work with uh, Louise Hay. So I, I wrote her, it's the first book, like transformational book, but I didn't Would use Would you say it. the book again so that if anybody uh, wants to? Sorry. You can heal your life. You okay. can heal your life. Oh, with Louise Hay. Yes, yes, yes. But I didn't use it because she also has a, a story with cancer and, and stuff. But I didn't use that because I didn't want to fight cancer anymore. I, I wanted to listen to it and to what is it that it wants to bring me. Or, or just like I want to live now. And it was like I want to know myself. How is it that I talk to myself? How do I react? How do I yeah, see myself? That's where the, the opening came like to... yeah. First time self-discovery. And wow. yeah, yeah. Um, when you say a person always has a choice, mm-hmm. leading to a person becoming the author of his or her own life, how, um, not everybody knows that. How did you come to that? I mean, it's amazing with all that you were going through. You decided that you were not going to let that define you. Yeah. Yeah, it, I just saw it in, in life experiences. Like I always had a choice to like I've been bullied a lot. I had this this, this eating. Uh, oh, and, oh, how do you say? An it? eating disorder. Yeah, <laughs> an eating disorder. So anorexia or bulimia? Bulimia. Yeah, bulimia. bulimia. Wow. Yeah. And you yeah. went through a divorce also? No, that's currently. Um, currently. <laughs> wow, Sylvia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's, yeah, and, and that's, that's, yeah, I saw from the past, like, yeah, I, I had a choice. I can go on with this or I can choose to, to be someone else and, and just grow from it. Um, before I wasn't aware of it, that I was doing that. But now after the opening with cancer, like I can see everything is for my evolution and and that's how I see life now. And that's how it became my life now. And it's just helping, it's just helping me so much. It's like you have, the, you have a choice, like will you keep suffering or, or will you help yourself and, and grow and, and become the person that you actually are meant to be? Um, you just define the purpose of grief and rebirth. 
That's exactly why we do this. That's exactly why we have you oh, on the okay. show. Thank you. That we are oh. giving people choices of how they can be. They do not have to choose to be in their suffering all the time. And it's amazing that you came to that just on your own. Oh, I didn't realize it yet. So I'm just talking. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you say that impossible means impossible. Can you talk about this change perception of your yeah. life? Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people do not understand that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, when I was telling, like, when I started discovering myself and changing from, fight, from fighting to living, um, there the impossible became possible for me. So the thing that I, that I uh, wasn't chasing anymore, so, so it was like get rid of the cancer and all the stuff, um, after four months of like working on myself and just start living my life and discovering myself and how I work, I went back to the hospital to do a checkup and, um, but not like, yeah, I wasn't thinking about cancer anymore. It was like, that, that's just it. And, uh, I was just living my life. Um, but still, yeah, there, that conversation, they, um, yeah, no, Wait, I was feeling good and I was with all those work and transformational work. I was like changing yeah, how I was thinking. And there I, I was also realizing like, yeah, but maybe I can stop the treatments. And if, if it comes back, then afterwards um, we can start again. But yeah, the doctors, they, they didn't want that because they said that you, know, you have to do it like this, this, this. But I was like, no, I, I want to live. It's blocking me from really living. Um, so after those four months of work, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to risk it. I'm just, I'm just going to try. There's something inside of me that says, come on, you, you can do this. And um, so I was like preparing to go to that conversation and a checkup. And there the, the news came like, um, yeah, the, the news that I never, yeah, yeah, didn't see that one coming. And it was like, yeah, everything is gone. It was what? You had, a, that, that's amazing. Yeah. So for me, it was what? It's like uh, the thing that I was Hey, really inspired your life because you changed the way you think. Yeah. 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 And, it removed, and it removed whatever that toxicity was inside of you. But I, yeah, but for me, it's like um, I, I started living again. So my body could use the energy to heal itself again and, and not like to, to help to restore about the fighting and all the stuff. For me, the key was surrendering and like getting out of the way because I, I believed in the self-healing ability of the body. And there it was proof to me. So it was like, wow, I, ha I have this key I, for myself. Eh? Every cancer journey is different. Eh? Um, for me, my journey with cancer was to heal my self-connection. That's what I'm, I, that was a starting point because it's, not, it's a never-ending trend. <laughs> uh, well, life is a, is a, is a never-ending yeah. challenge, thought, that's for sure. Yeah. I thought like I had my share, but then... Yeah, afterwards, then the suicide of my brother, then a divorce. And, and that's what I mean. Like, it's like impossible. I'm possible. It's just like, how do you see at things? Like, impossible, it's the same word, but it's a different outcome. So it's just how you look at things that will, yeah, 
yeah, that, that will define your life. And, and I see everything now as something to grow and evolve. And, and, and it hurts. Yes, it hurts. And, and I go into feeling and crying and being angry and just releasing all this, that, those emotions. Um, but that that's, is really helping me to, to heal and to, yeah, to even enjoy life, yeah, even more, even more deeply and, and appreciate what I have. I'm just so grateful to be alive. Um, it, yeah, despite of now the divorce, because I, I also never saw that one coming because I was like, we went through so much. And then now, but I can also see another part of me like, yeah, I know it's, yeah, I can grow now even more. Yeah, to the woman that I'm, yeah, that I already am, but I can't see yet. So it's like all, Undoing the prisons that I um, made for myself when I was little. It's like undoing all this stuff because I still don't know who I am, but I, I know when, yeah, when I'm not anymore. Like I'm not that cancer girl anymore. I'm not that be- wanting to become a mom because I can see the story behind it. Why it, yeah, why I needed it. And it was like, yeah, but I don't need to have a child to be someone in the world. And before it was, that was my imprint. That was my, and that's why I was suffering so, so much. Like, oh, why can't I be? And it's taking away and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. You had so many more choices than just to become a mother. And you'd already been a mother in your childhood. Yeah, but I didn't see that yet. Right. I, know I have to have my own. And that. So I was like really blocking myself. So yeah, this, this surrendering part, uh, when I yeah just gave up, it was like, it was a possibility. And it was, yeah, life could move through me in new ways, other ways. I could, yeah, I could learn other things that I couldn't see before. And I, I had to cry and release first because... Without that, I couldn't. You have to go first in your feelings. And, and with the suicide of my brother, that was a, a huge, huge, yeah, oh, that was very painful because I was, yeah. In a way, you had parented him. You were yeah. not only his sister, you, were, you had parented him. This was your yeah. younger brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. No, and they couldn't, that your mom was really not equipped and, or whatever, mm-hmm. your dad. So you were really parent. What a... I, I, you lost a sibling and you lost in a way a child yeah then that's why that's why it was so difficult for me but i had the tools from cancer before so i knew and I, I knew what i had to do but there was this big guilt part that was showing up like look the first time you left your family alone and look what happened with your brother and it was like this ego part was just taking over and and i was like in this yeah the guilt, I, I call it a guilt game. Eh? My mind was playing the guilt game or I had, I had other choice to like go in that pain and feeling and okay, that was very painful, but uh, pain of guilt is like very nasty and it's, it's way worse. And that's what my brother teached me even when he was gone, like seeing those different pains like, Ale. and um and that's what I mean by having a choice. I was like constantly in, in guilt and guilt and guilt till I saw like, yeah, this, is, this isn't living anymore. And this is not what my brother wanted for me. 
And it's like, okay, I have to go deeper in myself. And I went to a meditation retreat, like totally closing myself off to see like, how does this guilt work? How did I take that somewhere when I was little and I was taking responsibility for the whole world, but except for myself. And that's where I, yeah, where I saw like, okay, this is how my guilt game of my mind used this guilt game to, yeah, to prison me. But it's actually the other pain that I, yeah, that you need to go through. I go through. I was getting aware of it and just saying, no, I'm going through the pain of like really grieving him. And then when I was, go- when I was going home, I, I finally for the first time could really grieve him. Like I miss, I miss you. I, I am not like uh, I feel guilty because I didn't do this and I had to do this more or that. And then that's just in the head. That's an illusion that you had control over so much that you really did not have control. You just had control over how you were going to handle it within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. that's amazing to me that you didn't have a therapist and you didn't have a social worker and you didn't have people working with you about all of this, that you came to these conclusions within yourself. That is absolutely amazing to me. Yeah, but I had a uh, very inspiring um, um, about Ali teacher that's Kyle sees he um yeah he, he talks about the ego and and yeah just yeah how the this mind was a, this was an actual teacher that you went to or a book that you read youtube just youtube, YouTube. so you yep. use youtube yes yes, yes you yes. used youtube to find these people who could help you yeah yeah and then just uh use it on myself because i know Ali. I didn't know, like, okay, the, I didn't know what an ego was. I didn't know what the mind was or, or that, that there was a difference. And, it, and because I was just doing everything on, like, yeah, feeling or surviving or gut instincts. But I didn't know what it was. So it's, it's actually, uh, I, I was always doing first. And afterwards, it's like, oh, now ah, that's what I did. It's like, oh, okay. And, and that's why I, w- I want to help people now because I went through it. And afterwards, now I'm looking for the words so I can help people with it. Like, like yeah, I, I, w- when I was trying to find examples, I didn't find anyone. I, 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 I found women, they were dying. And, and that's also, in a way, they helped me to, to, to let me see like that isn't the way they go if they didn't share their, their stories. And I'm very grateful for that they did, that they did then i could like okay that isn't the way i have to find something else so that's why i also want to share my story not to like this is the way to go but it's like um you can use it and build your story on my story like i built my story on the story of those women that did die and and yeah and till one point i saw like the the example or the hero i was looking for I became that. It was like, whoa, okay, that's yeah, just amazing. Like I, I, I'm still here, and it's like, what is it that I want to do with my life now? It's like, it's wonderful. So, how do you plan to help people through your website and all of that? I know that mm-hmm. I've read that you want a podcast, mm-hmm. and, and you also are doing these love cards, and you're also. Um, I, I'm sure you're going to be wanting to be available for people to reach out. Are you going to be doing things in person? Are you going to be, what, what is your concept for yeah. how you are going to 
become this amazing role model. You're going to become a Louise Hay in a way. You're going to become this amazing role model to people. Just the fact that you were able to help put your body into remission is amazing. Mm -hmm. So how do you plan to take what's happened to you and how you've processed it and help people who come to you? Well, that's, uh, that's why the divorce is happening now. Eh? Like, okay, it's, uh, it's time to really step into your purpose and like, uh, yeah, helping those people because I know my, like, not my ex-husband, he was supporting me, but I was blocking myself, like putting my husband first. And, and, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. And now it's like, I have so many growth opportunities like to find even more myself and to love yeah, myself even more and just to connect even more and like to this purpose that is growing inside of me that I want to, yeah, I, I, yeah, I did so much inner work that I, yeah, I, now I'm, yeah, creating, yeah, to become a speaker, to, um, yeah, travel the world and just impact as many people as I can just by sharing the light of possibility um, that, that it is possible. It's just how you see things and, and um, yeah, you can change it into whatever you want. And that's what I'm doing also now. Like, what is it actually that I want now? I feel like this 16-year-old a girl now, like, finally, what is it that you want in life? And it's like, you go, girl. Well, you're free. It's like you're free and you do look yeah. like you're 16 years old. I know you're not, but you, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> so it's like I'm, I'm person, the, I became, yeah. No, I was going to ask you, has a person who's not Sylvia, with your amazing ability to figure things out and regenerate yourself. How does a person establish self-connection with him or herself? What would you recommend? And in answering who I am, who am I? Well, how, what did you discover about who Sylvia is? So how can that, yeah. how can that be um, uh, passed forward to others from your experience? Yeah, self-connection, uh, the number one tool for me is uh, medita meditating. That's uh, Kyle Caesar, that's what he learned me, like just sit with yourself and observe your, uh, observe your, uh, oh, oh, I can't speak anymore. It's okay. <laughs> I can't speak and I speak English very well, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, listen to your thoughts, just sit for an hour and just listen to your thoughts and that's, actually how I can hear my crazy thoughts <laughs> because they are always there but it's like if you can but you didn't believe all your crazy thoughts at first I did but it was a practice it's like going to the gym with your mind and that's that's just just sitting there and just sitting for an hour and your mind will do everything like, yeah, you have to do laundry, you have to prepare dinner, this, 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 but it's like, just sit and just listen and don't go away. And that's what I, I love. And, and yeah, that's just helped me with, with self-connection and also, yeah, not defining and yeah, not like 
reacting as much because if I don't meditate and I can see it, the, the day is totally different. So that's, I'm also doing a meditation uh, teaching course at the moment. So that's also what I want to do. It's like uh, travel the world and become a speaker and then uh, guiding people because meditation is just such a powerful tool in every, in every yeah, single way. It just helped me so much and it's still helping me. I just do it every morning, one hour, and I just love it. So if people, yeah. Is there a particular type of meditation that you do? Uh, well, I just uh, sit I mean, with is myself. it mindful meditation or there's, yeah. is I just, it, you just go right into yourself? You don't, you don't go through any special course or any special yeah. program or play a tape or anything like that? Yeah. No, that's different. That sometimes if I, if I feel like I have to release, then, then I use music. And um, so meditation is, is very big. It's just, uh, yeah, how it, yeah, what purpose that you are using it for. Um, for me, um, I use it like to hear my thoughts and like don't um, yeah act on them. Just like hearing and and how my ego is trying to let me do something that's that's not me. And because I'm I'm, I'm quicker aware of that, I'm not I can change that habit in myself. So it's like I'm always like no sit listen or release or cry or. Oh, I also, I um, I also have many inspired ideas when I just sit and listen. At first, it's like all this yeah. Yeah, inspiration, and then at first, it's like so much crap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to do this and that. You didn't say that, and but it's like I'm just listening to it. But before it, why I was like. Uh, trying to fix that thought and then I was uh, already in another thought and I was there and then I was there and it was like all over the place but now I'm just listening it and just letting them flow so those thoughts you say oh no 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 and, and you let them go I, 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 yeah, I yeah I'm not reacting on them I'm just like listening to them and at first it's like help I, it's just because I did a 90 um challenge a 90 day challenge with Kyle's I mean, not with Kyle's but he did it and afterwards when I was like still alive I was like okay what is it that I want to do with my life I was like okay I'm going to try meditation because that was something I was delaying because I couldn't sit still for five minutes because it was like no meditation oh no that's sitting five minutes it's crazy and it's like no I I want to uh, and I did two hours a day for for 90 oh days oh my god that's amazing yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's I saw one. Wow, my life just just changed, and how many? That's how heal yourself connection was born, and this idea of like uh, beginning this podcast and sharing this self discovery journey because it's it's so amazing if you start to discover yourself because you can see like okay maybe the life that I'm living maybe that isn't mine, but then what is it that I want and and and. Yeah, or like you said, who am I? Um, actually, I don't know who I am, but I know like, okay, this part, I don't want to be that anymore. And that's what I'm changing myself and taking that choice. Like, okay, this is what I want to become or let, yeah, letting me guide to whatever it is. So I'm really like following my heart and the calling in the moment. And just because I saw, because I saw like when I, I, when I left the hospital, because um, 
as when I was like, when I said like, okay, I don't want to do treatments anymore. And when it was gone, the doctor said to me like, well, yeah, but you have to stay in treatments and all this stuff. But I was like, no, I want to try. Uh, but yeah, my, I, I, the relationship with the doctors, it was, I, I saw them above me, but it was another life lesson that I need that like, like we, we are the same. So that was another lesson I was learning at that point, but I couldn't raise my voice yet, but I was like trying, but scared. Yeah, I understand that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then after, after four months, he said, yeah, you, you, okay, you're, you're not coming in treatments, but you still have to come to the checkups. I said, okay, yeah, it's good. So I can leave. So it's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But then I, I felt like my life was changing again. I felt like this fear taking over, like what if the doctors are right? And then the people around me were like, you're crazy what you're doing. And I was like, no, I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, in this role of like trying to prove to the to the world, like I'm going it's to very hard to stand up to authority. It's very, yeah. it's very, very yeah. difficult to stand up to people. Yeah, like that. yeah, that was very difficult. So my mind was taking over, but I wasn't showing it to the outside world. So I was, was really like mm, determined to do like my own way. But then I went back to the checkup, and of course, in the checkup, you could see like it was growing again. But there. I, for the first time, I really heard my heart calling like, Sylvia, you're on the right way. There, there is a way. Don't go back in treatment because the doctor said like, yeah, you have to come back in treatment because in six months, maybe you're not here anymore. It's, it's much worse or just all these fears. But I was like, no, I, 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 I feel there is something that, yeah. Because I saw four months ago, it was possible. I saw there was a possibility. I experienced it, so it was like I have something, but I'm still missing something, and that's where finally I, yeah, went into the inner world. At first, I did the alternative world because that was the next step. I just just said goodbye to the hospital. I said no, I'm not going to take this way anymore. Okay, if I stay, I'm going to die. If I try another way, I'm maybe also going to die, but I also can live. So why not try? So it's like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to risk it all. I, I just went. And of course, at first, I didn't know that the first logical step that my mind took was like, okay, the holistic world. But then it was like, yeah. Um, yeah, I did all my research and I was like obsessed, like, okay, searching for people, how they did it and all the stuff. And like, okay, they were also dying, but there was, there was also possibility. So that's already good. And then there was a third group, like, um, yeah, believing that it was possible. So, so they were depending still on a treatment, like, for example, like detoxing or the, the wheat oil or the stuff. And then when they stopped with that treatment, they, they did die. So it was like, hmm, then it isn't, that isn't the, the way to go then because then you're still depending on a treatment. And I didn't want to depend on a treatment anymore. I just wanted to be depending on myself again. So it was like, yeah, I don't want to stay. I mean, I'm not saying that the holistic world is bad. Eh? I, I, it's, it's very, there is possibility and all those stuff. But for me personally, it didn't feel right because I was still fighting cancer. It was still like, and, and I saw in the past, that wasn't a way for me to go because it wasn't surrendering and to start living. And, and 
that's where I, yeah, that I also said goodbye to the holistic world. And I said, yeah, okay, there is only one world left and that was the inner world. And that's where I, yeah, fully went into self-discovering and, and healing and, yeah. That's, that's, um, your story is amazing. You're, you're quite a role model and you're so strong and resilient. Many people could not do what you did and you didn't even have good role models in your life physically. That's no. your story is amazing, Sylvia. You're really to be admired, and I think you're going to help a lot of people. What is the story with these love cords that you have? Well, when my uh, little brother died, um, I went into painting because I loved painting, and that just helped me uh, heal myself. And when when I um, yeah when. My brother died. We received all these cards, these little cards, and, and I'm still grateful for them. But the choice in the in the store, it was always like, yeah, there 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 is no color on it. So I felt like I want to change that. Like if if yeah, I wanted to bring more color to the people that yeah are in pain at that moment, and 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 also the beautiful when, cards. I'm seeing them. They were saying you are loved. They're with hearts, uh, yeah. love your life, uh, love heals. Um, yeah. And everything will be okay. Everything will heart. be okay. I mean, what a, yeah. are they going to be for sale on your website? Yeah, they are. They are, for sale. are they are already on sale on your website? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you ship them to other parts of the world, like America and all of that? Everything is possible. Eh? Everything is possible. Okay. Because we'll get your information of people there. <laughs> and people can get on your website and see them also because they're yeah. very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's also a good reminder because when I was doing this inner work and sometimes with fears, you're like caught yeah, in your mind. And then sometimes you're just like, yeah, away. And then if you like see things like this on your wall, it's like everything will be okay. It's like, okay, snap out of it. It's like, oh, okay. It's a and reminder. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, before I just was writing down all this stuff and putting on the wall, but there was no color. So it was not catching it. So that's why I was like, yeah, it started with this little gift of my little brother but then it evolved like believe you can and you will and love heals. right and but that's a gift from your brother in a way that he's inspiring yeah. you and he's helping you to help other people because i yeah. would imagine one of these cards coming from you has extra meaning for someone because you've done it and so if someone looks at that they can say this really is yeah. possible that's mm -hmm. wonderful tell people how they i know your website is healyourselfconnection.com yeah. Tell everyone what your social media links are. How do they get a hold of you? How do they reach out to you? Tell, yeah. tell us about all of that. Well, I have, a, I have an Instagram account. So if people like, um, um, yeah, read. Yeah. We should spell your name. It's S-I-L-V-I-A-B-L-A-D-T, right? Yeah, but that's not the name on Instagram. It's Heal Yourself Connection. Heal Yourself Connection is what's on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that's also the name of your website is Heal Yourself Connection. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there you can find all the links to my YouTube channel, Facebook channel, everything. So you speak on YouTube, you're speaking, and you have yeah. a Facebook posts and all of that. Yeah, and you yeah, must be yeah. getting quite a following now. 
um, yeah, it's growing, it's growing. And also, um, yeah, it's, it's, it was an evolution also because at first I didn't know how to bring my story and, and it was growing also. At first I started writing just to heal also. Journaling is a powerful tool to heal also. Um, that, that I also use like just, yeah, saying it out loud what I'm thinking and then crying in the meanwhile and just healing and letting that out. And uh, with my brother, uh, I, at first I did, I interviewed people to see like how do they share their story? How do they talk? And I had to learn my English because I couldn't speak English well. And, and it was like, practicing and i'm still practicing and you're doing fine (laughs) (laughs) and i was afraid to talk and then i was like yeah but i i i see that i i did so many things but i couldn't use words to it so i went to joe dispenza the power of the mind and it was like i know that that's so that's yeah that's that's just the way it is Uh, we create our own um, our own reality and and now I can, I can yeah, give words to my journey and help people with it. And, and that's evolving, like having the confidence to share my story in, in, uh, yeah, in, in a YouTube video series that I made. I made a video series of what I did and the life lessons. This, is there a name to it or do they find yeah. it? Just, what is the name of it? The name is the, the, gifts, the gifts I received from cancer. It's a 13 video series that I made. Um, and you can see also there, I was very shy and, and not like, uh, yeah, talking. And, but I was I'm really growing on that area just by doing. And that's, that's just how life goes, just experience that. Yeah. Wow. So to end our, this is an amazing interview. To end, can you tell everyone you have a video with 13 gifts of cancer? Just give us a little brief summary of some of the gifts that you feel you received from cancer. And mm-hmm. you of all people, what is your tip for finding joy in life? Because you certainly are finding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, briefly about the 13 um, videos is, oh, that's difficult to say that uh, briefly. It's it's all about. Is there thirteen? Could you just give us like three yeah. or four that work for yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. The the first one is actually um, the identity that I uh, yeah beauty inner beauty versus uh, outer beauty. How I learned from cancer like that. It's it doesn't matter how you look. Um, that yeah. My my definition of beauty was in my long hair and I lost my hair and it didn't grow back as before. So at first I was really fighting that and, and yeah, and I was suffering and like feeling very ugly and all this stuff until I, I learned and with Louise Hay, the mirror work and self-love that, that yeah, I can see my inner beauty now and not like, I am beauty because I'm me and not because I, I have beautiful long hair. And that was a huge change in. in that's uh, about self-acceptance, I think. That's accepting no, yourself. Yeah, that's, that's another part. That's another part. But that was uh, the first lesson for me. Um, yeah, it's also accepting myself, accepting myself how I looked at that right. point. For me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, that was a. Uh, 
And then you have other stories like the, um, yeah, that luck uh, became, yeah, un, how yeah, something very bad became my, my biggest blessing, like Friday the 13th and, and how my life just changed. And, but yeah, and also like how you look at things. Your attitude. Yeah. Again, no, not gratitude, but how you look at things, how you, um, yeah, what, what is happening and all the stuff. And, and, and also the relationship with the doctor. That for me, that it was a doctor, but it was another, it's just finding my voice and it, it, it's, or trying to convince others, but it's not trying to convince others. It's like just believing yourself that you can and take that energy and use it for yourself and not proving others like, look, look, this is possible. You, you don't You're not going to change them. No. And that was, what I was trying that so hard. And then I saw that like, no, I'm just going to take that uh, power uh, energy. And I'm like, I going to use it. And I just closed myself up from the world. And I just went in this transformation, like, okay, I'm go just going to do it and just change myself. And then afterwards, those people was like, wow, what did you do? And, and, uh, now all of a sudden you become a role model to them because you did what they felt could not be done. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, it, would you call this how you found joy in life or is there something else that you can say about how your tip for I finding joy. joy in life? Um, for me, joy just means, yeah, just the, the little things. I just enjoyed so much the little things, just feeling the sun on my skin or just, uh, um, the flowers, the flowers are coming back up now and those colors and, and just, yeah, I, I just can enjoy so much of, yeah, or just some music. If I, if I listen to some music or so, some classic music like back or the cello or the, it's just amazing how deeply I feel the joy in that, just being present in the moment and listen and feel at that point. That's for me, uh, joy. Um, I think that's very important because a lot of us have so much going on in our brains that we can't see what is all around us. Yes, that's, I'm so grateful for, for the little things now. I have this uh, <laughs> habit now of, of like before I go asleep, I take my journal of, of like how am I receiving in life and I'm just looking at what is it that I received from life today and or a, a sunset, or the, a beautiful bird that is flying by, or, or yeah, just nature. Is, it's just, yeah. That's, that's great. This has been wonderful, and I, I, I can't wait for everyone to enjoy and to be inspired by you. Um, you've had so many challenges and chosen to focus on the gifts, the changes, and the wisdom that have come from coping with such terrible hardships and healing. You are an inspiration, Sylvia, and I'm so very grateful to be able to introduce the courageous role model who you are to our wonderful listeners on Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm going to look forward to hearing from you again because I know that you've got a book percolating in your brain, and I'd love to hear from you after you come out with that. Thank you and bless you. And as I like to say, from my heart to yours, to be continued. Oh, deeply touched. Thank you Thank for you. the invitation. Thank you. Thank you.